We get one life on Earth. Our actions in that lifetime create ripple effects that cause many different outcomes. What kind of impact will you make? Will you join those who have found the secret to mastering their legacy? Or will the ripples you make have no effect on this generation or those to come? This podcast is dedicated to all with an interest in creating a legacy to last for generations. Welcome to Master Your Legacy with your host, Mike Taylor. Welcome to the first ever Master Your Legacy podcast. I'm Mike Taylor here. This is something extremely exciting. It's something that I've wanted to do for a long time. I just didn't know how, and I I didn't know how to put the pieces in place to get something like this started. We're talking about interviewing people and talking with people that are working on something that a lot of people don't even really put much thought into. It seems like a lot of people are out there in fogs just doing the next thing in front of them and not thinking about the not just the long term but the extra long term and that's kind of what this podcast is all about is our legacy what do we leave behind every person we touch either positively or negatively that we run across in life but it's so much more than that we're talking about we can change generations in our family we can change generations of the public it just depends on how far we want to go and what we're willing to do to get there. So uh, extremely excited. It is the Master Your Legacy podcast. I'm Mike Taylor, and I have an extremely special guest with me tonight, Brian K. Wright. Now, he's with Success Profiles Magazine and also Success Profiles Radio. And here he is. Welcome to the podcast, Brian. How you doing? I'm doing great, Mike. Thanks for having me. So we both joined uh, Apex about a month ago. And before you got into Apex, had you really put a lot of thought into what legacy is and what your legacy could be? Yeah, I I actually have because uh, as someone who's an author, uh, I realize that that is certainly a legacy item. It is, yes. So so I have four books now. Awesome. And I, I help other people write their books. And so that's one of the drawing cards is, you know, this is a legacy item for you. It's a bucket list for a lot of people writing a book, but it's also a legacy item and it's a business development tool, a marketing and branding tool that you can do. So it is something that will outlive you. I mean, I think of, you know, musicians, you know, we still listen to Sinatra and we still listen to the Beatles and, and, you know, all those groups, you know, who aren't here anymore, or at least aren't act, some of them aren't active anymore. I mean, two of the Beatles are still here and they're both active, but there's a legacy that's just never going to die. And, and new generations have a chance to get introduced to your work. So you can impact people that you'll never have a chance to meet. And there's nothing more powerful than that. It's extremely powerful. If you think about people in history, Martin Luther King, for instance, his legacy is going to live forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, this might sound kind of morbid for me to say this, but we are not immortal. We are all right. mortal beings here on this planet. And when we die, we die. But we can be immortal in the sense of our legacy living on. Right. So Right, absolutely. That's what this podcast is all about and finding out what people are doing to make sure that legacy lives on. So you've written some books. You have four books now. Yeah. And how's that going, Brian? Oh, it's, it's going great. Uh, some of my books are actually compilations of some of the best interviews that I've done on my radio show. So I'm repurposing content. I tell people all the time, repurpose your content. Just because you create something once doesn't mean you can't use it again. In fact, I've got a client who I helped write his book. He uses excerpts from the book as 
blogs on medium blog okay. posts on medium and then, then i turn around and use those blog posts as articles in my magazine so that's three different ways that the same that same content is being used i sometimes will create content from facebook lives and i'll get that downloaded and transcribed and i'll write a magazine article based on that i can be done in about an hour and a half if i do a five minute facebook live about something i can have it transcribed and and done and edited in about an hour and a half yeah, so it doesn't have to take very long to to create great content. And nowadays it's getting easier and easier. And and one thing that you just touched on is uh you know, we have the internet now, we have social media, we have Facebook, we have TikTok that's getting big now, Instagram, yeah. all these other mediums. And our legacy yeah. can live on through the, I mean, we can expand our legacy through the social media platforms that are out there, mm -hmm. especially, and a website as well. Oh, absolutely. There's a lot of different ways that you can create and use content. And those are all excellent sources of doing so. I mean, the more that you can use the same content, the better, because here's the thing, someone, for example, who Here's my radio show may not know that I do a magazine. They may not do that, know that I write books or help other people. People who come to me because they read my magazine first may not know that I do a show. And so it all cross pollinates. One plus one plus one doesn't equal three. It equals five or six because the synergy of it. And when someone sees you everywhere, they must conclude that you're legitimate and and doing something and that you're, I guess, a big deal. Right. That's, yeah. in, the, that's, that's in the eyes of the beholder, of course. But you're, you're creating something and being omnipresent. And that creates a legacy, especially if you're really good at what you do, people will remember you more fondly. And that's, that's always a goal is to be remembered for the right reasons. Right. And the right reasons, that's extremely important as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. If you're creating good content and people are getting value from it, they'll consume more. In fact, they're waiting to see what else you're going to do. And that's a really cool place to be. You think of artists like, you know, Elton John back in the day. I mean, you, if you're a big fan of his, you probably own just about every album he's ever done. You've probably gone to some of his shows. Super fan will buy everything you do, even if it's even if it's not very good. But if you turn out not very good content very much longer, you're going to lose that person. Right. So you, you, you're only as good as your last thing. So make it good all the time. Be on point all the time. And just create, if you create content on a regular basis, I mean, we're here in Apex, we're posting twice a day to our profile, at least we're posting to a, to a group at least once a day, we're posting on LinkedIn a couple times a day. I mean, I'm doing, I'm posting way more often than I ever used to. I used to only post on Facebook maybe three times a week, maybe four. And I was lucky, you know, to, to get one post in a week, really. I mean, maybe a yeah. selfie here and there and, you know, maybe a Facebook message here or there, but nothing like these days. Yeah. And, yeah. and you see the benefits of that and you see the rewards from that also from posting mm -hmm. everywhere like that too it does give you that omnipresence uh one yeah. thing that you touched on with the musicians that i that i just thought of when you were talking about the musicians is yeah. and and this goes for musicians this goes for great people throughout history i mean we're talking shakespeare uh, i mentioned martin luther king all kinds of different people throughout history the beatles sinatra they all had one thing in common they were great at creating content yes and that content made them a legacy Mm -hmm. And it made them very, very rich. Yeah. Because if you reach the right audience and it goes viral, I mean, back in the day, I mean, who knows what viral even meant. Right. Yeah. Viral right? meant you had some kind of disease social or something. Media, but, yeah. but you're everywhere. You know, the radio stations pick you up and then people start buying your albums. Then you start appearing on Ed Sullivan and, and that leads to more appearances on other media. And then people start seeking you out. That's when you know that you've created something really good is when people start seeking you out. You don't have to chase people look for you. And that's where it's at. When you reach that point, 
you've got a good thing going on. Yeah. And it takes getting out there and not being afraid to get out there. You can't be self-conscious about posting something. I mean, you don't, you don't have to share your deep, dark secrets every time you post. I mean, some people do, and it basically constitutes whining, you know, and I'm, I'm not about that. If I'm sharing something that I went through, I want to make sure that there is a solution at the end of it. It's like, and this is what I learned from it, you know, that kind of thing. And if I'm posting something that happened, that was really great. I always try to give credit to other people that were involved. And I did that on a post today in Apex. That's all. Awesome. I gave credit to three other people who were involved in, in my most recent success that I'm experiencing. And it's, it's fantastic. It feels good to give. For sure. And since you've been doing this, you've had some huge wins lately, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. I got a brand new client yesterday. Well, he paid me yesterday. We agreed about a week ago that he would let me write his book and we're going to start that in July. I've lost 25 pounds in the last three weeks. Oh my God. 25 pounds. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and is, I are, hired my... Now, are you doing the 75 hard? No. You're no, doing I'm just a- eating a lot better. I'm I'm reducing my sugar intake, my fat intake, and I'm raising my protein intake. And I'm walking for an hour a day minimum. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. People may wonder where do you find time? Well, when I'm on the phone, if I'm talking to my mom or if I'm talking to a friend or if I'm talking to a new connection, that's phone time. And I'm walking back and forth in the parking lot. And it's not that hard to accumulate an hour when you have three, four or five of those calls in a day. Right, right. Yeah. It all adds up in every step. Are you tracking your steps and everything every day or? No, I'm just tracking the amount of time. The, the amount of time. Walking. Yeah. I wouldn't got yeah. this. I wouldn't got a watch a couple of days ago so I could track the steps and I haven't really. Yeah. <laughs> You get all these tools well, yeah. and that's a good, you, you can invest in all these tools. And if you don't yeah. use them, then you're not going to improve your legacy. It's- yeah. <laughs> one day I did decide to count because I don't have one of those. I decided to count how many steps can I take in a minute? And I was walking pretty briskly during that minute, but I think I got 160 steps in that one minute. Okay. So then you take that by 60 and boom. You, you, so you have I, steps, I get yeah. close to 10, I get close to 10,000 steps a day. Well, counting everything else, you know, walking up in the hallway, yeah or going outside to check my mail or whatever the case is, you know, you'll get 4,000 other steps throughout the course of your day easily. I'm glad you brought this, this topic up, the topic of health. Yeah. Uh, where, Brian, where do you see health and legacy meeting each other? It's, it's really important because if you don't have your health, you won't have a chance to create legacy. You won't have a chance to create anything. You won't have a chance to run your business. You won't have a chance to make impact. And more importantly, you probably aren't going to have, be able to make very much money if you have no one working for you. If you're a solo premier and you're not working, uh, you're out of luck. And I've experienced that. There have been times where I've been in the hospital for you know four or five, even up to 10 days, 14 days at a time. My business did not run. <laughs> and thankfully, clients were patient to wait for me when they knew what was going on. But uh, you know, I haven't had that scenario in a while. So no, I'm I'm good to go. But it's it's not pleasant when that stuff comes up and you never plan for that. You don't plan to be sick. Right, right. But if you take care of your health, then you don't really have to worry nearly as much about being sick. That's absolutely true. Just do something to stay active as often as possible. That's really the key. And I mean, there are a lot of, lot of other things, supplements you can take to stay healthy, yeah. a lot of protein. And yeah. uh, like you said, less fat, less sugar. I've had a belly for the past two years now, and I've been working on getting that and it's, it's disappearing now. And it Good. takes a little work, you know, it's consistency showing up and actually doing the work like you're supposed to. Absolutely. You know, chicken, egg whites, tuna, steak, Get some veggies in there. Yeah. Cut back on the desserts, cut back on the cookies and ice cream. It wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. 
Yeah. Not when you not when you substitute other things like yogurt and, and protein bars. And once you get used to it, you kind of get in a routine and that discipline yeah. becomes easier. When you're a little kid and you're you're getting up to clean your room and once you get started, you know, 10 minutes later, the room's clean. But that first hour or two, it takes you before you start. But once you get going, it, it's a lot easier than it feels like it's going to be. Oh, absolutely. And health is extremely important to legacy. I want my kids and I want my grandkids to remember me as somebody that was healthy, that lived a long age, that was a hard worker and someone that they can aspire to be like when they get older. Mm -hmm. And there have been points in my life to where it could have been the opposite of that, you know? Yeah. My my great-grandfather, we called him Big Daddy, and uh, he was an extremely old man, and uh, I have so much respect for him. He's been gone uh, 30 years now, Mm. but I have so much respect. And, And when I was three years old, and I don't know why this pops up, but it pops up. I mean, he left a legacy with me because I remember just how how strong he was and, and how healthy he was in his old age. And he, he had a farm and he had all these animals on the farm and everything. But when I was three years old, he took me in this in this room and he sat me on this lap and we just sat there for like 30 minutes. Hmm. And he told me something. And I remember him saying that he wanted me to remember what he was telling me. But for the life of me, I cannot remember that conversation. Oh, I cannot remember what he was telling me. Oh, so one mm. of these days, maybe it'll it'll just appear. Yeah, perhaps so. But even, interesting. Even without knowing the conversation yeah. that we had, or he had to me because I was three years old. You know, even without knowing that conversation, he left a legacy. Because yeah. now I'm like, now I'm trying to do all these things. I'm like, well, he did he tell me this? Did he tell me this when I was a little kid? What what did he tell me? So I'm not now. I'm trying to do all kinds of things to live up to that because I don't know what it was. Yeah. Brian, what is the the most important thing that you can think of when it comes to building your legacy? I think knowing your strong reason why is so important, knowing what your purpose is. Because if you don't have that, then nothing else really matters. I mean, you can create content hodgepodge and hope that people resonate with it. But if there's a driving reason for what you're doing, then you're on a mission. And when you're on a mission and people resonate with that mission, they'll follow you a lot more easily. So if if your mission is to impact, you know, let's just say your mission is to impact a million people's lives in the course of your lifetime. That's that's a pretty ambitious goal. Yeah. And some some people are doing it. And so it just tells you that it's possible. And I would also say that if you're aspiring to do something that you've never done before, just know that there are probably people out there who've done what you're doing. Learn from them. Yeah. Learn from them. Uh, adjust what they're doing to fit who you are. Don't just simply copycat. I mean, there will never be another Beatles, for example. Right, but right. You you take a look at you know the formula for guys who were all singers and songwriters who harmonized well, who worked really well together, and they perfected their craft over the course of a number of years in yeah. Europe before they even got a hit record or even got a record deal. I mean, when they, when they auditioned for Decca records back in 1962, they did not get a record deal. They weren't good yet. They had the best on the drums at that time, right? Yes, they did. And he was really heavy snare drummer. Yeah. 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 But when Ringo joined the dynamic of it all just really changed. In fact, it's interesting. Yeah. Then it all fell together. And that's, that's, and that's pretty cool too. When you think about your legacy, because uh, your, your equation might need to be tweaked a little bit in order mm-hmm. to make sure that your legacy can be the best that it is. Yeah. There might be part of it that needs to be switched out somewhere in your life. And so you yeah. you also touched on purpose there yeah. and and purpose, I mean that's extremely important. If we yeah. don't know what we're what our purpose is, then we're just what are we doing? I mean, we're yeah. kind of in a fog. Right. So why are you doing 
what you're doing? Is it to provide for your family? Is it to make more money? Is it to impact people? Is it to create something that will live beyond you? Those are all valid and legitimate reasons. I mean, I had a guest on my show recently whose daughter has a rare illness and that's his reason why he does what he does. I mean, some people start businesses because somebody very close to them is ill and their whole purpose is to find a cure for that disease or to, or to find something that'll make that person's life easier. And so they invent something that reduces the symptoms or even possibly cures that situation. And so they, you can tell their heart is in it. They're not just trying to sell something. You can tell they believe wholeheartedly in what they're doing because what they've created has helped them. And if it helps them, then it will probably help other people. And so there's a whole resonance to all of that. If you have a solid reason why, if you have a purpose, if you're looking to create something that lives beyond you, then that's that's the first thing. And, and having a burning desire is also really important. If you've read Think and Grow Rich, that's one of the central themes of Think and Grow Rich is you have to have a burning desire, a white, hot, burning desire, something that will not quit, even when things, especially when things get tough. Yeah, because things get do get tough. Mm-hmm. There's uh, you hit that terror barrier. Yeah, and once you hit that terror barrier, that's when things get start, start getting thrown at you. Yeah, uh, anyone anyone can keep going when things are going well, but when things go badly, that's your test. How will you proceed then? Do you have people to lean on? Do you have a mentor to lean on? Do you have a network of people like people in Apex to lean on when yeah. something doesn't go right? Because something, a- anything that you encounter, somebody in Apex has probably gone through it yeah. or will have some legitimate insight. And so it's always great to have resources to fall back on, You know, especially human resources, human capital, relationships. Building relationships is so critical because solopreneurs have a hard time. I mean, I'm a solopreneur, except I just hired my first VA last week. So I guess well, congratulations. I'm not, that's that's awesome. You. Yeah, technically not a solopreneur anymore, but uh, she's helping me do some things, which is really great. And looking to maybe add some more people at some point in the near future. Maybe maybe later this year, I'll have have one or two more. Who knows? I haven't forecasted that out yet. I'm just waiting to see how this first one goes. So yeah, it's it's been an interesting ride. This has been a year of of growth and expansion, but it's also been a year of adjusting to a new reality. And uh, what could a new reality be, Brian? Well, a new reality can mean a lot of things. It can be societal, you know, as in in society, it can be financial. Uh, It can be a family thing. You know, for example, uh, I mean, I'm not the only one who's gone through this, but my dad passed earlier this year. And so that's been an adjustment for a whole family. Yeah. My business coach passed away three weeks after that. Oh, my God. I'm sorry to (laughs) hear about that, man. Q1 was not fun. It wasn't, but I'm adjusting as best I can and business is still going fine. I have a small network of people around me outside of Apex who have been very, very helpful. We've picked each other up because we were all being coached by the same person. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. So it was it was a very impactful thing that happened and, and you just can't describe it. But when things like that happen, the people who have passed on would want you to keep going. So how do you figure out how to do that? How do you keep going? So you take stock of what your resources are, who's in your circle, what what resources do you have available in your business? What are your goals? Have your goals changed? Maybe the way that you try to reach your goals is now different. What other people in your network have the same skill set that that coach had that can help you? Or is there a different direction that your business can now take? Because now other people will have some input as to what you're doing and 
maybe how you should be doing it. And you have to decide what's best for you in the end, but people will come to your aid if you ask. And that's important. You have to ask for help. Yeah. Never be afraid to reach out for help. Exactly. Because there's always someone out there who wants to help you. Now you have to discern between someone who just wants to make a sale and someone who actually does want to help you. And there's a gut feeling that goes with that. Yeah. And and usually that gut feeling is pretty much dead on. You You can tell from the beginning. Yeah, you can you can smell that a long ways away. But you can't let stuff like that stop you. No, I mean, no. Just, be, just because there's a detour in the road, if, if the road is being fixed, if it's under construction, so to speak, right. you just detour and you find another way to get there. And you mentioned a coach. How important is, is having a coach when it comes to building out a legacy? Uh, we've talked about having a purpose, knowing yeah. what you're doing it for. How important is it to have a coach or somebody to guide you through that process? It's really important because your coach sees your blind spots. Your coach sees things that you don't see. Your coach will ask you really hard questions. Why are you doing it this way? Why are you doing this at all? Why aren't you sourcing this out? What do you want to have happen because of this? Why are you doing this? And they ask the questions and you feel after a while, if you get enough questions asked that maybe your idea wasn't as well thought out as you thought it was. Yeah. (laughs) And they can lend their insight and their support. And I do have someone uh, that is coaching me, a very, very trusted friend. And one of my very closest friends in the world is is now my coach. Awesome. And so, yeah, it is. So I'm not starting from scratch. With right, anyone. right. Yeah, they know you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's huge. It, and it kind of reminds me of, here's an analogy here. Uh, if you've never been to the gym before mm-hmm. and you want to go to the gym and you just want to get ripped in the gym, well, you walk into the gym and you look around, there's all these machines and you don't know what machine to get on or, or what to do. Right. You know, so you end up getting on that. What's the thing with where your, your arms go back and forth and your feet go back and forth? Elliptical? Yeah, you get on, yeah, that, that's what I ended up doing. So I ended up yeah. getting on the elliptical. Well, what, what good was that doing for lifting weights? But then I got a personal trainer. Yeah. And when I got a personal trainer, her name was Tori, and uh, she put me to work. I mean, she had me doing exercises I had no idea existed. This has been over five years now. And uh, I still do those exercises that she showed me how to do when I go to the gym now because I had some, I, I had kind of a, some navigational beacons to follow. And I knew from having a coach, now this is a workout coach compared to, you know, a life coach or a business coach, but now I know how to work out. Now I can, now I can do it thanks to having a coach. Yeah. It's, it's so important to have someone to guide you because they see things that you don't see. And hopefully the coach that you have has been where you want to go. Yeah. You don't want a blind mouse, meaning a, leading a blind mouse around. Right. Yeah. Because where are you going to get with that? Yeah, exactly. So if you stumble across some obstacles, they very likely have already seen it and they can say, well, I would do this instead. I would not do this because this is what happened when I tried it and it didn't work. But if you want to establish a legacy and you want to quantum leap your journey, have a coach. That's so important. Brian, where do you think mindset falls into place when it comes with uh, living your legacy and having a long lasting legacy. I think having a positive mindset is foundational to all of it, because if you don't have a positive mindset and you don't believe that things will ultimately turn out for, for the best, then nothing else you do will really matter. Where do you faith and mindset come hand in hand? I think, well, faith is believing in the things that you can't see. Yeah. But mindset is preparing your mind whether it's with books, whether it's with prayer, whether it's with affirmations or motivational videos or listening to motivational talks on YouTube, which I've done all of those, but you have to prepare your mind. 
Because if you prepare your mind to be in a place where you're willing and ready to receive blessings, then faith makes that easier to have happen. You think about the secret, the movie, the secret, there's three steps. There's ask, believe, and receive. And that requires faith. It requires faith to ask for something that might be outside your comfort zone. It takes faith to believe that it already belongs to you. And it takes faith to actually believe that that you deserve to receive it. Sometimes we don't receive what we think we want because we don't really think we're worthy of it. When in all reality, we deserve every single good thing that happens to us. Yeah. And a lot of people don't think think of it like that. They, they think they deserve the bad things that happen. Yeah. But we deserve, every, and, and when good things happen, you know, I've been through the ringer, Brian, throughout my life several times. I mean, I've had some major setbacks in life, and, and I used to believe that, that when something good happened to me that I, I didn't deserve it. Oh. That I was that, that I wasn't worthy of something good happening. I mean, I I have been been that low in my life before, and once that mindset shifts, and you do realize that you know what I do deserve this. Now I'm not saying to be arrogant about it because you have to do the work in order to deserve things. Nobody's right. just going to go out there and hand it to you. No, you're absolutely right. You have to go out and earn it. I mean, you think about the whole idea of. Wanted to manifest a million dollars, but all you're doing is sitting on the couch eating bonbons. A million dollars is not going to fly through your roof and onto your lap on the couch. It just won't happen. You have to actually do something. In fact, when I interviewed Jack Canfield on my show, I asked him, what are some reasons why the law of attraction doesn't seem to work out for everybody? And he said, well, uh, one of the things is you don't really believe that you deserve the thing that you're asking for. Another thing he said is that you're not operating on the same frequency as the thing you're asking for. So for example, if you're asking for something really wonderful to happen, whether it's a new job, whether it's a relationship, whether it's finances, whatever, and you're asking for something that has a really positive energy around it, but you're asking for a place of sadness and hopelessness and despair, you can't attract it because you're not resonating on the same frequency. And the third thing he says is you're not taking action. The last six letters of attraction are A-C-T-I-O-N, action. Wow. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. They are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there is. Yeah. Uh, action is huge uh, when it, it comes is. to that. So, Brian, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up here in a few minutes. I, I want to okay. ask you, where do you see your legacy going? And, and what is your purpose? I want to impact as many people as possible. I want to create as much positivity as possible. I want to help people share their message with the world. That's why I write books. That's why I help other people write their books. That's why I have a radio show where I interview world-class achievers and help them share their message to the world. That's why I have a magazine so I can repurpose some of that content and invite some of my friends and associates to contribute content to that. And that's a monthly thing. It's a subscription, successprofilesmagazine.com is where you can check it out. But uh, creating content, creating impact, spreading positivity, helping people to become the best version of themselves, I think is one of the greatest gifts that you can give to somebody. There's enough negativity in the world. I don't need to contribute to that mission. I'm here to contribute to the mission of spreading positivity and and love and strength to people. That's awesome. And that's a great purpose as well. I mean, it really is. So, all right. Well, uh, that's going to go ahead and wrap up this first ever Master Your Legacy podcast here. It's been a pleasure this uh, last half hour getting to know you some more, Brian, and talking with you. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast with me tonight. Look forward to many more in the future and staying connected with you, Brian. So thank you so much. Yes. And that's going to go ahead and wrap up the first ever Master Your Legacy podcast. The Master Your Legacy podcast is available on all major podcast publishers like Spotify, iTunes, and Google. It's also available at MasterYourLegacy.com. Master Your Legacy. If you don't, 
who will. <laughs>